Before we get started with today's episode, I just have to say, as a disclaimer, I am not a professional and none of what I say on my podcast or on any other platform is any type of advice. I, Liam Scully, and my brand, Sum of Life, are not a substitute for diagnosing, treating, or forgiving medical slash mental health or life advice. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your condition. And lastly, I just got to say, everything said in this podcast and on all my platforms is just my opinion and solely my opinion. So let's get started. You feel me? They've never been about that. No. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumb for having listened to you. You should know it extracts a terrible price. I am prepared. We all think that at first. I am prepared. I must say, damn good stuff, sir. There's going to be some shaky palms, some sweaty ones as well, to be honest with you. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Hello and welcome to the Sum of Life podcast. I'm your host, Liam Scully. In today's episode, Joey and I had our special guest, Ian Hunt, onto the podcast. We wanted to discuss, actually, mental health topics, mainly because we were really interested and really enjoyed his post that he makes on his Instagram account, Power of Self-Care. And if you want to find it on Instagram, it's power.of.self.care. And it pretty much just makes ironic posts about Instagram therapy. And they're just really hilarious to read. But yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation. And I love the direction that it went and the things that we were talking about. I didn't think that we would talk about all that we did. And I was super happy with the outcome. So I don't want to go on too long, but I just want to say thank you to Ian Hunt for coming on. Again, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. So I hope you guys do as well, and I'll see you guys next time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sum of Life podcast. I'm your host, Liam Scully. I'm joined today by my co-host, Joey, and by our special guest, Ian Hunt. Ian, if you want to introduce yourself, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. We really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for having me. Um, I'm Ian. I'm a comedian in New York. A podcaster, I guess. <laughs> that's, it. <laughs> that's all I do. We uh, really like your Instagram page, Power of Self Care. Thank and you. That's what really caught my attention. One of my friends actually uh, sent one of your posts to me, and I was like, wow, are people really making posts like that now? Because I completely thought it was real. <laughs> I forget what post it was exactly. Then my friend messaged me back. He goes, no, 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 the whole thing is completely ironic. But I'm sure yeah. like, and I've seen like, you get like comments like that too, where it's like people oh, yeah. are thinking think, it's real. I think a lot of people think it's real. Or, you know, a thing I get a lot too is like, people will think some posts are funny, and then they'll see one and they'll be like, OK, but this one's for real. Like this one, people always write, OK, this one, but unironically. And I'm like, no, these are all the most hateful things I can come up with. I'm trying to be, you know, satirical. I'm trying yeah. to make fun of people who would believe this type of stuff. But but also, like, I don't have to twist people's words that much. Like I've seen some posts that are very close to the things I'm posting. I just like kind of tweak the perspective so you can kind of see where it's uh, flawed, I guess. 
I was going to say, just for people not familiar, could you explain your Instagram account? Yeah, it's like it's a it's a parody of those um, like infographics you see everywhere on the Internet where it'll tell you to be yourself or, you know, take time to, I don't know, practice self-care. But every once in a while, you'll see one that's a little off or somebody will post something about like toxic people in their life. And, you know, that person and you know that they themselves are awful. And it's like they're just using these infographics as an excuse to behave poorly. So uh, I think I, I started noticing a lot of those and I'm just, you know, enraged. I started mocking them. And that's where it all came from. It's amazing. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, like what your inspiration was uh, from, because actually the like the majority of the content that we do together, me and Joey, is uh, kind of like debunking these Instagram therapy accounts. Like these big mm-hmm. accounts that just post like these infographics about sometimes like crazy information we feel like uh, in regards to like mental health. Uh, and I didn't know if that had anything to do with like your inspiration as well. But Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the mental health thing is the big part of it for me because I, people just speak in these little quips and these also you as a therapist you you have a one-on-one interaction with somebody and you hear their story and then you give them specific advice it's Mm -hmm. not a like one size fits all so you see these you know if you meet a shy person who's always like you know down on themselves and and doubting themselves you might say to them you know you need to be more confident and you need to be more assertive and uh you got to stop Uh, thinking about what other people think of you but if you say that same type of thing to a complete narcissist they might you know dismiss everybody in their life and become worse and so Mm -hmm. i don't know i just think the whole concept the whole idea of giving people therapy over their phones or to just large groups of people all at once is ridiculous and there's all i don't know there's there's a million different little phrases that i take umbrage with that I see online even just the idea of destigmatizing mental illness mm-hmm. that idea is is odd to me because I think we should talk about why everybody's mentally ill I think we just mm-hmm. yes. we shouldn't say yeah. hey uh it's okay that you're mentally ill it's okay <laughs> that you're depressed and anxious you shouldn't feel any kind of way about it it's like no you should you should wonder why well, why is everybody simultaneously depressed you know yeah, Ian, you're really validating my experience. Uh, <laughs> looking, cool. <laughs> uh, throughout looking through all this, because uh, I, uh, I don't know, we both, I think, highly agree with a lot of that because so much of it is just a constant. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay to be mentally ill, but it's mm-hmm. just no one is talking about like, well, why is everyone mentally ill? Mm-hmm. And that is like one of the most frustrating parts. Like we uh, we made together pretty much like a 10 item checklist just to go over just small things for these like Instagram therapy accounts. And I think one of the major ones is, is it easy to self-diagnose yourself? And you see it everywhere, like five symptoms, five, like they just pull out random symptoms of an anxiety disorder. Like that's not going to, I don't know. It's, it's just, you can't attach that to everyone. And then they start looking at life through some one of those symptoms as an anxiety disorder that might actually affect them more in my opinion. Yeah. If they start looking at life through like I don't know some random symptom. Yeah, you see that a lot on on apps like TikTok, where it's becoming like fashionable to have. Yeah, it is disorder because your favorite, whoever has it, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's why I thought one of my favorite posts that you uh, made was uh, something along the lines of making mental illness, <laughs> make mental illness your identity or something like that. Yeah, I think it was like something like it, embrace your mental illness and let it consume you. It seems yeah. to be like an identity for people. I mean, we've taken away the stigma so much that it's almost <laughs> like uh, a positive, you know? Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, there's just like so much to comment on it because, yeah, when someone says uh, they don't say like, uh, I don't know, they kind of, yeah, they attach like anxiety to themselves, not as like something that should be like a problem to be worked out. It's mm, more of yeah. like they make it like them whole their whole identity or something, even mm. just like the term. I think it highly affected like people or you can you can tell that it's becoming like trendy and popularized by uh I can't even say that word when uh like a musician his name like his stage name is anxiety i don't know oh like, really is that yeah. a guy yeah, that like a the guy. guy who's is the guy who sings uh that song with uh willow but uh yeah that's his name it's his name is anxiety and like it's just like mental health mental illness is like just like a trend right now yeah meet me at our ahead, spot. So. yeah meet yeah, me at yeah. our spot <laughs> And it's like, uh, I think a lot of people are also abusing it as a trend because we f- we find that like people sell uh, sweatshirts, but they label them as mental health sweatshirts for like over $100. And people are buying them because like, I don't know, it makes you feel better, I guess. But and like they're donating some percent to make it look like it's like, a, I don't know, I'm very cynical about all this, but it's just like so many people are doing it. Yeah, no, I I um I got like a message from Instagram. They will give you money uh, for reels now. When you post reels, they'll give you a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. depending on how many like replays you get and how many people like remix your reels. So once I found that out that they're actually paying out, you know, big accounts, I started noticing like, oh, this like these voiceovers of people telling you that you're living your best life and your your mental illness is a kind of an attribute that should be celebrated and stuff like they're doing that they're saying this stuff so people reshare it and repost because they're actually getting you know paid from it and it's like it's so nefarious and creepy the whole thing you know it is yeah is that why i just noticed that is that why all these accounts too now are doing like one second reels but it's just a post but they make yes. it a reel yep. that's crazy i didn't even know that part that's why I was yeah, like, yes. why are all these accounts doing these one second thing that just keeps replaying over and over again? But it's just right. their post. Yeah, our entire lives are influenced by social media. I mean, that's the whole deal now. And I mean, that's why all this is so scary. Like yeah. we've left our mental health up to Instagram or Mark Zuckerberg or whatever. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's also like people are searching Instagram for quotes that make them feel better about what they're already doing. You know, so it's not it's, it's exacerbating the whole situation. If you're if your mental illness is narcissism, you you're going to have a field day on Instagram and it's not going to help you. You're going to see yourself as the victim or the whatever, the person that's thriving and everybody's jealous. And that's why people don't like you. You know, yeah, it's not going to help you. The online therapy is having the exact opposite effect. That's what I saw, at least in uh, that's why I started the account. It's just like there's just this like mild dread every time you get on any of these platforms or any time you open your phone and it's just like it's hidden it's hidden just enough that you don't fully notice it so that's why i kind of want to tweak things and being like you know this is what these things are actually saying to you these are the messages they're actually communicating yeah and i like how your posts look too like they're real so then you probably get like we already talked about it just a 
storm of people coming in like, oh, yeah, I totally agree or something or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting about that is like you you quickly realize, I don't know, you go on Instagram and you're like, oh, a therapist posted this or whatever. It's like, it's not true. It's anybody with the text app. If you go on, <laughs> you know, the app store and download the text app, you can make flowery texts over, you know, colorful backgrounds in seconds and then pretend like you know shit, which you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so, me and Joey talked about that one time too. So you're a comedian and like the account mm-hmm. obviously is pretty funny when you know what's going on, but it also sounds like you're really interested in mental health and things like that. Is that true? Um, I guess so. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't read up about this stuff or anything. I just know that I have a vague feeling of depression all the time. Okay. And I I think I'm always searching for what that is. What I've realized is it's a lot of it comes from you know, the culture and what people are saying, not just online, mostly online, but even like, like I'll watch the news and they'll talk about destigmatizing mental illness and they'll talk about how, how many people are killing themselves in, you know, in record numbers now. And I'm like, what is destigmatizing? Yeah. It have to, and you make, that makes me feel more mentally ill. So I don't know, I guess it's like a comic. My job is less like trying to investigate things and just kind of like more like, reporting back my experiences with it which is just like everything is fucking sad i feel bad all the time what is it can i identify it and then can i you know mock it like with the destigmatizing thing i think everybody could agree that you know life can be tough regardless Mm. you know with covid especially it kind of really became like a common struggle for people but like this whole this whole idea of let's destigmatize it no you're depressed we're all depressed okay like what's next you know like is the goal is the goal to say yeah, like we're all depressed. It's normal to be this way. It's normal to feel depressed all the time and anxious all the time. Or why can't we say, well, you can get stronger. Well, there's things you can do about it and you can still live a meaningful life. Like really just finding solutions instead of just acting like, yeah, everybody's miserable. Yeah. Um, Well, in my experience, a lot of this stuff is coming from if you want to talk like the grand conspiracy, I don't even know if it's like on purpose or not, but like all the powers that be is as far as like media is, is concerned, don't want you to be fully realized your mental health to be completely intact, because then that would mean the eradication of Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. like it's easier to like put forward these platitudes of just like, you know, love yourself and take to have a bubble bath and like, <laughs> stigmatize it. It's OK that you're depressed. And it's like, well, you're making me depressed. And they're like, yeah, well, there's another thing you can do about that. I don't know what to tell you. That's amazing. Yeah, like it's so hard to find in uh, even these big online accounts that you never see the differentiation between normal fluctuations of mental health. It's always about a mental illness. It's never like, well, maybe this could be a normal thing. Like if you do something, there's just like countless things that they say that could be like related to an anxiety disorder. Me and Joey actually read on one of their posts, it was like either you're depressed or anxious or one of the other uh, if you're constantly having the feeling of being judged. Which is like a totally normal emotion. Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously, I'm sometimes I'll be worried if someone's judging me if I do something that I am like self critical about or whatever. That doesn't mean that I have an anxiety disorder necessarily, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. although some some aspect might or some some don't. <laughs> like, it's just crazy that the, the way that they label it in. But yeah, yeah, I mean that that kind of that kind of definition also like negates the fact that we're we've all been inside for years Mm -hmm. and we're all you know communicating over screens and like i don't know somebody unfollows you on twitter and you're like why did they do that that's my friend from high school or something and like 
there's just way more triggers. There's there's way more valid reasons to feel anxious and depressed that are just kind of it's not paranoia. It's not uh, it's not your loneliness is valid mm-hmm. is, I guess, what I'm getting at or whatever problems you have right now, because it's a tricky time to be alive. And I think mm-hmm. that's a message that that's better to communicate than just like, oh, you just have an ailment. That's it. That's the end of the yeah. story. It's like, no, you've, you've been inside for this long or like you feel judged because you put a thought on Twitter and a bunch of people didn't agree with it. Now they're literally judging you and coming at you. You know, these are things that happen in all of our lives mm-hmm. and uh, they, they're valid. I think there's totally like a market for everything going on. And it's clear with all these like popular accounts and all these platitudes that everybody, I see them every time I go on Instagram. So there's clearly a market for it. And mm-hmm. it's, it, I think it's just being exploited. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you're telling people what they want to hear, ultimately. I mean, that's what most of these posts do. They'll tell you, you're not lazy, you're just, you've been through so much, which it's always so funny to me, the voice of these um, posts, because it's like, the implication is that the person writing it knows you at all, knows anything about you, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You could be a complete piece of shit. And like, here you are reading this post that says, you know, you're the best and you're amazing and you're powerful and, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And it's like, <laughs> how do you know? How do you know? I, I can't believe that people read this stuff and internalize it and go like, oh, that that's true. That is me. Yeah. By someone, especially by so many accounts that they don't even know who the person is behind the account. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever see platitudes that you guys like? Like some of them I do like. Like Sure. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. People always send me stuff. And they're like, you know, make fun of this or whatever. And very often I'm like, that's fine. That's, you know, that's a nice thing to say, you know? And they're like, no, it's a, people get so worked up. And not every quote is wrong. Yeah. You know, we we read books where we relate to things and we think things are profound. You can't erase all of, you know, all thoughts from history, everything that's been written down ever and just, you know, dismiss it as some kind of, as bullshit. Yeah. I think it's interesting because you're hitting on a point that, uh, Maybe we should talk about more too, just in some of our episodes, but just the the experience of living with like social media and everything, whereas uh, we were, seems like we were so focused on the content that these Instagram therapy accounts were doing. I don't know. Have you ever read the book Coddling of the American Mind by uh, Jonathan Haidt? No, no, I wanted to. He talks yeah, a lot about good. it. It is really good. I mean, it's such a cliche saying, but just like getting outside if, as a kid is like so much better for your mental health than mm-hmm. being inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the average, he said, for I forget <coughs> the age range, but it was like nine hours a day that kids were spending on <coughs> devices, which is uh, like insanely or radically different than what it was probably like 20 years ago, obviously. Nobody like connects the dots. Nobody says, okay. Everybody seems to be claiming some kind of mental illness, some kind of depression or anxiety, and nobody connects that to what we're all doing now, or how we're all on our phones all the time. And I, it's just bizarre. It's like, how do you not see that, you know? And I just think, I think one of the reasons I started this account is because, have you ever read The Culture of Narcissism, that book? No, I've heard of it, though. Yeah, it was written in the 70s, and it, it talks about like how the self-help uh, wave that was like hitting California at that time was kind of tied to the increase in, uh, you know, diagnosed narcissism, narcissists. And um, I mean, with with technology now like that, all you do is think about yourself. You post mm-hmm. a picture of yourself. You're always checking back to see how many likes it got, you know, your selfies and talking like tweeting out your thoughts and stuff. It's all we, you have to examine the culture and what's actually happening to see why people behave this way. And it's, um, 
I don't know. It's not just a personal thing that like it's not you're not in a vacuum. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just going to say, I think about that a lot in terms of uh, Twitter. Like that is like so divisive. You're put into like also like a little in-group echo chamber of whatever you're kind of agreeing with on the on the platform. And then just like anything political that is like uh, any political tweet you just look at the comments and like the hate towards each other is just like insane. Like you would never, I don't think without Twitter that you would ever interact that way, like in person with someone like calling mm-hmm. names and everything and tw- uh, tweeting the way that these, some of these people do. It's like really, it's so, and you're doing that every day constantly. Like some people are on Twitter all the time and I know the same thing happens on like Facebook probably and stuff, but yeah, it is uh we kind of just like put it in the background, I feel like, because it's just like normal now that everyone's on their phone and everyone's yeah. like on social media. I think that's a really interesting point that you bring up, though, because I never like I even myself, I never give it much thought. It's just like, yeah, it's it's bad for you. But I never really think about it, like, yeah, well, it's really fucking bad for you <laughs> to be yeah. on social media. But yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody who, like you said, is who's on Twitter all the time or whatever, pick your poison is like completely put together and just like a regular you know i i guess what i'm saying is that i think it probably does cause cause mental illness like i'm thinking of somebody right now who i see on twitter all the time and they've amassed you know tens of thousands of followers and they've just become like a sociopath i mean they <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of people like that because for a few different reasons like now you have power and now you have like people you know backing you if you want to destroy somebody who has 300 followers at least online you can do that you can sick your army on them you know and um it's just whatever social media outlet you're spending the most time on it's warping you in some way i mean there's no question that instagram is like screwing up young girls who are you know are yeah and facebook just released those documents i think right yeah they just publicly released them like that was so messed up to read uh i think it was something along the lines that they knew it and they continued to to do things as business as usual or whatever mm-hmm. yeah that part really pisses me off too especially with like body image teenagers like anyone under like 15 honestly is using social media has got to be so bad for growing up uh for your mental illness or for your mental health sure. sorry could you you don't have to go into specifics but could you explain more about how that person you're has like now tens of thousands of followers and they went from you know normal to like a sociopath yeah, uh, I mean, a few different things. Like, I've noticed that this person has no shame anymore. And, like, man, I don't want to get too specific. Yeah, right. but if, like, if, <laughs> if they, if, like, a, a ton of people come at, if they, if he, if he makes some kind of wild accusation on the internet and hundreds of thousands of people come at him and explain to him, and it goes viral, that's like, this behavior is unacceptable. I can't believe you're saying this. Why would you act this way? He, it doesn't phase him anymore. Yeah. That's what, that's creepy to me. The fact that, like, you, you just think, to yourself like well in the modern age i don't apologize for anything because that's a sign of weakness and they'll jump on it uh-huh. and uh also it's all these people being angry with me they're just haters and it's like well, how, how do we interact with each other anymore this is all so bizarre you know if you step back for one second and look at it it's like no that's not how we're supposed to be talking to each other i i in some other podcast i heard somebody say this which is uh we've let people like Mark Zuckerberg who are clearly inept socially dictate how we interact now socially and they're doing it they did a terrible job you know everybody all these nerds don't know what relationships are and how you're supposed to 
behave when you speak to somebody. So their product is going to be wildly flawed and uh, it's affected all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's parts of me that are, um, I mean, it obviously would be cool to experience like any augmented reality, but I cannot imagine living in a world like that where like 10 hours of my day is interacting with these like characters in meta, for example. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's really crazy to think about it, especially because I just don't think there's any stop. Like Mark Zuckerberg is not going to stop creating meta. Obviously, he's not going to stop creating virtual reality. But I don't know what'll happen. It is just weird to think about just reality, <laughs> like Are you guys just not inter- not interacting normally anymore. Are you guys excited for meta? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> is that still happening? I feel like the the stock tanked and like I don't know what's going on with that, but. I, I don't even know how, how do you even use it. Do you have to buy like the headset and then? I, I think, think they bought Oculus, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I read something good on Twitter. It was like until you will actually be able to like be in the metaverse and experience everything the way you would in the real world, like all your senses, it's not going to pick up as fast as we might be afraid it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, what are they called? Like those chairs, hap- haptic feedback chairs or whatever that give you all your senses. Like in uh, that movie, Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, f- I feel like that's kind of far, but it's so hard to judge. Like, I, I just cannot think about, like, how fast technology evolves. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's all so scary because it's basically Mark Zuckerberg trying to, like, he wants to own our entire lives. Yeah. He wants to, you know, be in charge of all of reality and that's like the the scariest part i mean ready player one is such an optimistic movie where like the guy who <laughs> yeah. made the metaverse or whatever is like benevolent and cares about everybody and that that's just not the reality we, <laughs> we live in we this creepy you know robot guy who wants to <laughs> rule the world and you know yeah it's not great no yeah i was gonna say i think something interesting we were kind of alluding to before is that you know social media use and people just being on their phones, being on their laptops has really ramped up. But then when COVID hit, then everybody was inside all the time doing nothing but looking at their phones. And mm-hmm. when you think about it with mental illness, it's like a lot of problems people have with mental illness is that they're thinking too much and that they're self-reflecting too much and that they're finding all these problems that might not exist if they were just living life and if they're outdoors and having spending more time with people. And it's like, we have net. We're we're not going back to what it was before COVID. We're getting used to just being online twenty four seven, and people are now just thinking to themselves, thinking about themselves, and self reflecting way more than we ever used to. Literally in history, to be honest. And so it really isn't surprising to me that you know there's become this market of you know self help and and self diagnosing yourself and all these different things. And people are beginning. People are really just self diagnosing themselves because they have all this time to do so. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying before about that book, The Culture of Narcissism. They were talking about like the the overlap with the self-help, you know, boom of the 70s and then people experience or becoming narcissists or like they're being more narcissists in the world. It's exactly what you said. You said it's it's a weird I don't know, like it's a narcissistic act to sit around and ruminate on your everything about yourself all the time. Yeah. If you're if you're, you know, everybody has problems and trauma and stuff like that but to dig into it and to think about it constantly and making it, it everything make it your whole personality is not, first of all not healthy and also it's just like another version of you obsessing over yourself mm-hmm. and um and then the instagram thing is exactly this it's all these posts about you know take more time for yourself or uh, i'm 
I'm sorry, I'm focusing on me right now. And it's just over and over again, me, 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 thinking about myself, you know, worrying about myself, putting in the work and stuff like that. And it's like, this isn't healthy. The 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 real healthy act is to get outside yourself and care for other people and, you know, appreciate the people around you. And then by doing that, you know, you become more mentally healthy. Yeah. I assume, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't know anything about this shit, but that's <laughs> what, what I suspect is true. Sounds like you know more than most. <laughs> <laughs> I would say. Oh, good. This is probably going to be a pretty like contrarian view or take, but boundaries are like really popular right now, and I think like boundaries are good. Like you can set boundaries, and but there's just some things where I read online, either on Twitter or Instagram, of people like quote setting a boundary, and when I read it, it this is going to be such a hot take probably, but it just seems like they were just straight up being an asshole, like to the person to set their boundary or whatever. And I'm just like, it's just such a weird way of interacting with people of, I'm trying to think of a good example, but I'll probably think of no, one. I know, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Like these, these quotes kind of co-sign on your worst actions or your, you don't want to go out of your way to help somebody in your life. It's not pleasant. You know, the part of, there's a back, something in the back of your brain. That's like, you know, it'd be better if I stayed home and just fucking didn't do anything. And, mm. uh, that's what these posts are saying. One I see a lot. I know exactly what you're saying with boundaries. Another example of this is like people saying like, I'm not responsible for your feelings, which I guess is like a true statement but weirdly cold and like yeah like you're not responsible for anybody like what if you behave poorly and somebody reacts you know has a measured reaction is that not valid there mm-hmm. and then you go like oh well that's on you that's your it's such a weird because i see this often from you know kind of people who consider themselves loving and maybe like on the left or whatever and it's, it's just a bizarre like Ben Shapiro facts don't care about your feelings type of thing where it's like what a cold world we live in if every time your spouse or somebody you're a friend of yours you offend them or you upset them you just assume they're overreacting or you just step back and say like well I'm not responsible for this like that's you deal with that and that's I think it's the same thing with the boundary thing you can use flowery language to just act like a child do whatever the fuck you want you know I feel yeah, like people yeah. have taken such extremes, you know, like one extreme position is to react all the time to what people are doing. And then the other yeah. extreme position is to say, oh, you're just overreacting and never care about how people. Right. Are yeah. You know, like you have to find Listen, that middle ground. Yeah. And then and again, this is the problem with giving advice to everybody all at once. Yeah. If you have somebody in your life who is has a complete meltdown every time you don't do exactly what they want to do, then you should feel like your your feelings aren't my responsibility because your feelings are erratic yeah. and irrational, you know? So th- some people should get that advice, but not everybody because other people can use that as an excuse to behave however they want. And that's, and I think very often people do use mm-hmm. that as an excuse. And like uh, the example I used before is like, you'll be on the internet and you'll see somebody sharing this stuff and you know the situation they're in. And it's like, <laughs> no. You're not being taken advantage of. People aren't acting irrationally around you. You behave poorly, mm-hmm. you know, but you found this quote that like allows you to to not worry about it, to to say that it's somebody else's fault. I, yeah. that, that, I think that's the main thing that inspired me to start making fun of this stuff. It's just like that's not that's not what's going on. You just found something on the Internet so that you don't have to feel bad about what you're doing, which is bad. And like we you need know? that. Like we need humor to call out how crazy things have gotten. You know? yeah, yeah, I think it's actually the best way to call out like uh, 
I don't know. Do you know Tim Dillon, the comedian? Oh yeah, yeah. I used to open for Tim Dillon a couple times. No oh, way, right. really? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I think he's like hilarious, and he talks about this stuff actually like more than you would think. That's like gets the best audience when you like make fun of it because it just attracts so many people. Like yeah, that that now I see the ridiculous aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of things in our culture right now that we just take for granted. And like, if you can poke fun of it and say like, no, actually, take a second look. And uh, yeah, that's the best way to do it, mm-hmm. to just make jokes. Yeah, like um, there was a someone actually that I want to debunk with Joey. I forget her name and I probably wouldn't say it here yet. But on her Twitter account, uh, something along the lines of, Right when like the war in Ukraine and Russia was going like the first couple of days, uh, she just tweeted out something like, I know like there's a lot of people facing war right now or whatever, but just remember your feelings are totally valid and stuff and like your trauma is totally valid. And I just th- thought like, yeah, it is totally valid, but holy, are you tone deaf? Like that is just to say right. like pe- people are actually getting bombed. And you're sitting in your living room having a coffee saying your feelings are like your trauma is totally valid. Uh, It just seems like there's something wrong there. This is how they get you because like to say that your feelings are valid is obviously a true statement. But then you go like within this context, it's a little off. And then there's all these like prepackaged responses to this stuff, you know, like. I don't know. Every time you come at somebody with this, the, the I don't the language. It's already it's already like scripted. It's already done. You know, your feelings are not my responsibility. Is like um, a true statement, I guess, mm-hmm. but and that you've memorized and is kind of like airtight. You can't really attack it, but like we all understand that it's makes you feel a little off, makes you feel a little weird. You're talking about your feelings within the context of a war that's going on right now. Yeah, that's weird. That's yeah, that is weird. (laughs) Stop thinking about yourself right now. I mean, you can't even say that like to suggest to somebody that maybe right now is not the time to think about yourself. There's a million quotes that would say otherwise that, you know, yeah, they would defend themselves even more if you said like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mental health comes comes first. Yeah, put yourself first. all this stuff. It's not good. Like before we ended, just something I was really thinking about and something that I think is the most maybe the most important thing we've been saying is just how like we live in this culture now where everybody thinks about themselves. Like Mm -hmm. Ian was saying, like, it's not healthy to just always obsess about yourself. And it's just I don't know, like, that's a good takeaway for me. Yeah, is that, you know, if you're having all these problems, you know, maybe you're just thinking about yourself too much. Maybe you're doing things that make you ruminate all the time and it's not helping you whatsoever yeah i think like most people have developed some kind of coping mechanism and you don't necessarily have to always be reliving your trauma or what makes you depressed or anxious or whatever and trying to like unravel it and figure it out i think like you already have that in you Mm. you know most people do at least you're not just a raw nerve and i think it's okay to embrace the fact that you throughout your life you figured out ways to deal with things and, and then just move forward yeah. you don't always have to be going back and like figuring everything out and um yeah and also consider the idea that when you're thinking about how depressed you are or how whatever whatever the bad thing is you're ruminating on that is a form of like thinking about yourself like like we're, we've been saying which is not cool i mean it's not cool to always you don't like people who are obsessed with themselves who yeah. are in love with themselves yeah. It's just the same. It's a different side of the same coin. You're just still kind of in love with your own misery, in love with your own like complicated past or your own broken brain or whatever. And uh, it's not cool 
to be a narcissist, to be self-obsessed. And I'm probably using the word narcissist wrong. If somebody called me out in that a while ago, I don't know the specific whatever, <laughs> but uh, just like get outside yourself and, and, and care about somebody else or do something like it's very cool to have hobbies <laughs> and interests. that's the other it's thing cool to do things it is and it's not that cool to only be focused on yourself yeah. because you're just just you you don't think bigger i guess yeah actually did either of you guys listen to joe rogan's podcast with mr beast i listened to some of it i just think like no. he's uh he's like really interesting guy like he, he obviously makes so much freaking money from youtube because he's like the number one youtube creator in the world <coughs> holy voice crack in the world and he um he has like a bunch of like philanthropy and charity nonprofits. Uh, joe rogan even asked him this he's like you're a 23 year old guy and you're not spending all your money on cars and like all these different things he goes how many people in your position do you think would do that and I was thinking, I was like, I don't know anyone that would do that uh, to be like starting all these nonprofits. I feel like anyone, a 23 year old, would just ball out like constantly if they're just having this like millions of dollars of income from YouTube, YouTube every year. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something to like think about. It's just it's just interesting. Yeah, it's just like a social media, is such a feedback system of how good are you? Mm-hmm. Just like how. Yeah, like how how strong is your like I don't know ego almost yeah. essentially, yeah. and I don't know. I was gonna ask you too. Like, did you notice anything like within yourself as you like grew up to like? Because you're almost at like fifty thousand followers now, right? On the power yeah. of self care. Did you notice anything like change like in how you were no, posting I, or anything? I think it's because it's a character that's not attached to me at all. I mean, I've tried so much to try to filter these you know, followers back into like my podcast yeah. and like, get people pay attention <laughs> to me. I mean, if that worked, if I had, you know, 50,000 people listening to my podcast, maybe I would have some kind of ego evolution or whatever. But like <laughs> right now, it's just if anybody even gets a whiff of me trying to self promote on that page, they you know, tell me to go fuck myself. So like, <laughs> it's its own thing. It lives on by itself. I can't derive any, uh, you know, whatever power from it or anything yeah i wanted to ask that because uh i actually just told joey before this but i have another um i have like a youtube channel where pretty much all i do is um i take 15 second clips of a movie about some random scene and i just lie about it i just say that um (laughs) for example like i told joey this example but like rafiki hitting simba in the head in the lion king after that, the entire film was just Simba's dream because he got knocked out by Rafiki. So him <laughs> regaining the throne was not real. None of that ever happened. But I like skyrocketed to 10,000 subs in one month. And I was wow. just like, wow, this is insane. But like, I notice now like that's that has consumed me. It's like all that I think about is like, what's my next video going to be? How many views will this one get? And it's just like yeah. uh, the power of social media. Uh, like getting a grip, like grip on you. It's it's nuts. Yeah, well, I mean, I think one of the appeals of all this stuff is that like you could like I'm always trying to look look for a way to not have a job, you know. Yeah. And then like know, when you see true. that on the horizon, you're like, wow, that many followers could equate to some something somehow. I could figure this out and like not and and just create things for a living. And so that's always they're always that's always like the carrot dangling in front of you. So that's so true. Know, yeah. That is a major um, appeal. Right. I mean, making stuff is more fun than going to a <laughs> corporation to make their 
thing, mm-hmm. you know, if you, yeah. you have power and agency over yourself, that's the flip side of it. That's like the good side of the internet. That's the thing that's appealing about it. Yeah. I think that is probably the, the number one appeal though. Cause I just saw the, the subs going up and I was like, wow, I could probably eventually make money like this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be like painting houses the whole, my whole life. So. Right. None of us do. <laughs> I mean, everybody's poor, depressed. That's part of it. And all we have is the internet, which is making us, depressed <laughs> we're trying to i don't know flip it and make it work for us but yeah who knows how many of us will will be able to figure it out yeah so i'm trying to think of other things but i actually really like the way that this uh conversation went i didn't think we were going to talk about the things that we did but i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. i really wanted cool. to get a sense like um just how much like people and obviously you in general or you in specific uh, just agreed with, I don't know, just certain takes on mental health because it just seems like an overwhelming side has these other views that I just find so insane. Like the trauma example that I brought up talking about the war. I just think that's like an insane thing to say at during time of war. <laughs> I mm-hmm. just think that's just, it's like weird. So yeah, that's why, I, yeah, I really, because I love your page. I think it's like, it's hitting something that is like super important, whether like uh, you realize how much it's affecting the market or not. I think like once people find your page, I, I think that's like great for how much that they can go back to other Instagram therapy accounts pages to be like, that sounds a little like ridiculous now reading it yeah. after like hearing the satire of it. So yeah, yeah I hope yeah. so. So definitely keep it up. I gotta say All right, that. I'll keep doing it. <laughs> but yeah, especially the uh, the one "Don't gaslight yourself into self self reflection." I thought was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Thanks. Because all they talk about right now is like whatever is trending, and God, the word gaslighting is trending right now. So they're gonna use it in all their posts. But, yeah, it's yeah. funny how words that like do have meanings are just bastardized and don't mean anything anymore. <laughs> mean anything. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And like boundaries too. Yeah. That's why I brought that yeah, up. That's right. Yeah. Boundaries is another one, but Joey, did you have any, uh, closing questions, thoughts? I had no closing questions. I think Ian should say like where people could find him. who are listening. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have a podcast called suicide packs that I do with my girlfriend. We, uh, we try to make it funny. Please, please listen to that. I would love to get that, you know, at a level that can uh, allow me to quit my job. But uh, <laughs> that and, you know, check out Power of Self Care. It's there's periods in between each word. If you're trying to find it on Instagram, um, you can follow me on Twitter at I hunt. And um, I think that's it. Yeah. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm the only person I'm following on Power of Self Care. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot for coming on. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Just followed you. I don't want you to tell us what you do. I want you to tell us who you are. I'll explain. And I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. That's our six-speaker city. I'm worth three and a half million dollars that the government knows about. I got more electronics up here than a damn kiss concert. I think you're bluffing. It's possible, pig. I might be bluffing. One of the wettest we've ever seen from the standpoint of water. My enemy is an animal. And in order to conquer me, I have to think like an animal. Possible? To look like. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me Shirley.
Selling something. 